Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello, and welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast. Welcome along. It's Rob Riles welcoming you to another program, another edition. Now, in our quest to help you on your own peregrination, your own journey to wherever it is that you really want to go to, and let's remind ourselves that we are all on journeys, whether we choose to believe that or not. It's just one way of looking at life and a successful way, whether I say it or not myself. And one of the things that is a fundamental part of what we believe at Leader Manager Coach and what we utilise and part of our philosophy is embedding ourselves in the wisdom of great human beings who've gone before. And... uh, One of the people that I do have personally a great admiration for because of the work he's produced and still produces. And I'm certainly not alone in that. Here's Jordan Peterson. And there isn't a great many people who don't know who Jordan Peterson is or haven't heard of him. And yes, he's a more recent phenomenon, but for reasons that I'm not going to go into now in great detail. He's a powerful person and he's developed that power, I believe, himself. I don't mean done it all on his own, but he's an example of a hero's journey and he's got a mind that's Uh, in excess of that that most people will ever achieve. I'm sure that there's some genetic predisposition to that, but there's also an internal drive and a Grand Canyon's worth of hard work behind it and a depth to what he's done that makes him powerful and worth listening to. Now, his first book, Maps of Meaning, The Architecture of Belief. Apparently, he took 15 years to write. Not consistently, but it's believed that he spent around three hours a day during that period writing and rewriting the book. He says himself that he often wrote a sentence up to 50 times to get the meaning exactly right. And because over the last few years, and this is the backstory to this podcast episode, I've been so impressed with his work. I've listened to the majority of his podcasts and I've been astounded by what I've heard. I still continue to be so. And I've listened to many of his lectures And I think he's worth listening to. 
as a great example of how to live a life. I'm not saying you should clone yourself. It's just an example that's worth investigating. And because of this ability that he's got, I thought I'm going to have a look at his book. And anybody who spends 15 years writing a book, and bear in mind that it was a good few years ago, it is a, at his age, it's got to be worth investigating. So I embarked upon the process of reading the book. It's taken me the best part of four to five months. I haven't read it every single day, but I've endeavoured to read as much as I could on a daily basis. And it's probably been four days a week. And it's been hard work, let me say. Not because it's badly written. Because it's deep. And because it touches on subjects and matter that never really came into my consciousness before I started to hear Peterson and read his work. Are you struggling to find that extra edge to help you stand out above the crowd? Separating yourself from the rest is often about personal leadership. Achieve your true potential and become who you really can be. The Leader Manager Coach Pro Course is a unique membership accessing the knowledge and wisdom from history's greats that will help you develop both personally and professionally to make you truly stand out. The Leader Manager Coach Pro Course. Access now at patreon.com leader manager coach. So that's the little bit of backstory and I felt well, he often cites his book and anybody who's spent that kind of, who's got, who's got the standing that he's got and the obvious cognitive development that he's got and the understanding and the wisdom. I've got to find out what makes him tick. So I thought the best way to do that was to read the book and to be respectful to do that. So I did. And... This podcast episode has come out of reading that book. And I'm going to do two episodes, I think. And this is going to be the first one about maps of meaning. Because I think the ideas are worth sharing. And anybody who's spent that amount of time at such a young age and has gone into so much depth, it's absolutely frightening how much reading has gone into actually creating that book how many references there are the depth and the breadth of that work is almost phenomenal that's why it's so impressive there's books and there's books and this is a book and here's a man who's studied many many things not only has studied many things has spent a good and also an additional and a good part of his life dealing with clients, psychological clients, on a psychological basis. So here's somebody I think understands the human condition. So here goes with what leader manager coach wants to share and thinks is worth sharing from Jordan Peterson's Maps of Meaning. So in summary... What is this book about? Well, my own interpretation in one paragraph or a couple of sentences goes something along the lines of 
It's a brutal, mythological and psychological exploration of what could be considered the ultimate human question around the meaning of life. In his attempt to answer the question, Peterson answers it twice. One with his words and the book, and two in the example of his process, where he lives the truth and uncovers, in my opinion, essentially the story which is the hero's journey. So where do we start? Well, take your pick. And I'm going to start at a kind of a beginning. And the first thing I want to say that Peterson highlights is that we do, but we do not understand. He says there is so much that we do and act and play out that we think is logical, rational, autonomous but is driven by forces that we do not understand. And that we are not these kind of shallow, plastic, new individuals. But we are profound, deep, complex human beings that are deeply affected and rooted in our history, by and rooted in our history. So do not assume that you know exactly what it is you are doing and why you are doing it. What's the reason of mentioning that? Well, maybe it might make you humble to think that you are so great that you are just you and, and, and an entity that's you and you are creating all this stuff around you. Just worth thinking about. And that leads on to the next one. We're in the 21st century and we've allegedly have men on the moon or had people on the moon and we can solve lots of disease processes and we have roads and hospitals and cars and vehicles and internet and all the rest of the IT and AI that's living with us. And we think we are advanced. We are in danger of losing humility. And there's been many times in history that people have said, we are at the end, we have achieved everything we can. There's nothing more to come. Peterson reminds us that we are not as advanced as we think we are. Humility lesson number two. So, Bearing these two things in mind, how do we go ahead? He says the main thing, or a good place to start, is to pay attention. What? Pay attention. If you've ever been to a school, you've probably been told to pay attention. Just to word phrase that kind of goes in one ear and out the other as you continue on your life and never investigate what it means. It's quite profound because within the, that phrase contain, is contained probably the thing that is most valued in the world, 
that has the highest price. It's not gold. It's not love. You can't buy love, really. But you can buy people's attention. And the quest to grab and have hold of your attention takes up a great deal of the minds of the most intelligent people on the planet who create artificial intelligence because more than anything else they want your data they want your mind and they want your time that is your attention peterson is telling us to pay attention he's not telling you to look at your iphone he's telling you to focus to be present and to act now and see what is going on around you as the way the Tao, T-A-O, from Chinese philosophy, the way of negotiating your way through life. Be present, be here now, and focus. Simple, absolutely difficult. Otherwise, it would be so easy. He also tells us to pay attention to what we say and reminds us as much of literature has reminded us especially sacred literature that our words are powerful things like speak your future into existence be careful what you say be careful what you wish for Be careful what you say. What is it? There's the only two things you can't get back. The spoken word and the spent arrow. I heard Lisa Morton say the other day. Very true. What you say programs your own mind. It comes out of your own mind and reprograms you. Look, this isn't a religious podcast, but the great religious works of the world including the bible tell us to mark our words watch our words and within the word is the truth and from the word will come your future if you tell a child they are useless and hopeless they will not succeed if you do it all the time if you tell yourself You are good at this, good at that, good at the other. You're this, you're that. You will likely have a better chance of becoming that thing. The power of affirmation, the power of words is known. Peterson reminds us of that. That leads us on beautifully to something else. There is a great river of that runs through Peterson's work. Truth. He's a scientist. And scientists, in theory, get into science to search for the truth. It might be the truth about chemicals. It might be the truth about particles. It might be truth about human activity. But it is the truth. That's why there's PhDs. 
That's why there's research projects. That's why there are journals and article processes. And that's why there are things that have to be gone through before we accept things as true. Because at one time, the world was flat. Yes, it was flat. And if you went too far, you would fall off the edge into the abyss of the unknown and never be seen again. We now know, after hundreds and thousands of years of believing that, that that does not occur. The world is not flat. It is a sphere. There are truth and there are lies. And it is our job to discern the truth Act the truth, speak the truth, be the truth, and have truth as something that runs through our lives. Because Peterson tells us that by doing so and living the truth and speaking the truth particularly, that will lead us ultimately to success. The opposite of that, of untruths and lying, will undo us and see us in bad places. So already we've had two simple things. Number one, pay attention. And number two, speak the truth. It's funny, isn't it? When you go back to your childhood, if you were lucky enough to have parents or guardians or grandparents who kind of looked out for you, they probably, in one way or another, told you to pay attention. They probably also told you to speak the truth. Strange that, isn't it? Where does that come from? Links to our first point of we do not always understand where these things come from. So we're going about our work and our life and our journeys and speaking the truth and doing our best. We don't always know what to do. And he gives us a solution in the book and says, so you don't know what to do. Well, here's a great start. Number one. Stop doing bad things. Stop doing things that you know are harmful to you and others. That might be substances. It might be telling yourself little lies. It might be being lazy. It might be not doing the basics. It might be not cleaning your room. It might be not just doing things because you can get away with it. It causes other people problems down the road, but nobody knows it's you, so it's okay. Number two, he tells us, in, 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 a, in a, a kind of a way to believe in something bigger than yourself because it takes the pressure off yourself because it kind of, there's a kind of humility in that. It doesn't tell you to go and be a Christian or a Muslim or a Sikh or anything else. It kind of alludes to the fact that we need some, there is something bigger than us and it is more powerful than we can imagine because no human being has yet created a flower or a fly and created it. We, we can kind of mimic it. And number three, we put it in a real simple sentence. Love your neighbor. Like just be nice to people. Do unto them what they would have unto un, you would have done unto you. You know, we all know what's right and wrong. 
basically in simple terms. So if you don't know what to do, start with those three things. Don't do harm. Believe in something that's bigger than you so you're a bit humble and be decent with other people. Let's see how you go on from there. Understand as a human being that you're capable of amazing, amazing things that you can only dream of. But you are also capable of horrendous evil. He quotes, here's a man who, who knows. Here's a man who's done thousands and thousands of clients and hours on psychological issues and, and understands the depth and the depravity of the human condition, probably more than most people because of his study. Studied Solzhenitsyn and the communist gulags, Stalin. People like Hitler and Mao, human beings, probably capable of saying nice words and being kind, but also absolutely brutal acts. The deaths of millions of people lying at their feet and all the people in between who turned a blind eye, as Peterson often talks about, didn't have the courage to stand up, didn't, couldn't, wouldn't, looked the other way, became a guard for the Gestapo. Well, I'm just doing my job and earning a living. I don't kill people. Just part of the machinery. The lesson is, as he said, not to judge those people, but to understand that in the human being, yourself and others, you are capable of unbelievable greatness and really bad acts. It's the human condition. And then he talks about how we advance in our lives and how society advances and science advances and, and, and IT advances and the power that brings to us. But what it needs and what is lacking in the time that we record this podcast is the advancement in morality to deal with it. Our capabilities have gone through the roof. We have on our planet, so we're led to believe, nuclear weapons that can just destroy the whole place. Everybody gone. Everything gone. Yet, do we have the advancement in human morality to deal with that amount of power? A monkey with a machine gun can devastate but does not have the morality to deal with the consequences. Is it different than that? It's something worth pondering on. Our power and our morality. What do we need to work on most? There's a question. Maybe it's our morality. So how do you come to know how good you are? Well, the greatest philosophers in, in history maybe people like Plato and Aristotle to quote a couple they 
kind of say, look, the only way you find out is by experience. And that's by engaging in the world. And doing things. And getting on with it. We relate to our world. We have to live in it. We have to do and act. That's how we learn. And Peterson talks about it's no good just worshipping whatever it is you worship and laying yourself down and saying the words that this is great, that's great, that's what I believe in. Where does the real magic happen? It happens at the interface of spirit and matter, which is where you act. It's your actions in the world. What do they say? Words are cheap. Talk is cheap. Just do it. Find out, experience, learn and move on. But beware of shortcuts and ideologies. Big picture, black and white, all encompassing solutions that solve all our problems, take all our decisions away and leave it to me, everything will be okay. Uh-uh. Warning. Ideologies, simple, one size fits all answers where we take all your responsibility so you can have an easy life is probably an absolute catastrophe waiting to happen. There are low resolution processes and thinking behind it. Take away your individuality. Beware. There is much that is unseen. Much we do not know. Linked to what he said before. So beware of humanly created solutions that are simple and solve everything. They, it's so good, there's got to be something wrong with it. Because why wouldn't all the thousands and millions of people who've gone before you, most, why wouldn't they have come up with it before? And Peterson reminds us that change is hard. His mythological detail around human development and evolution from societies way, way before now. But just a few years in terms of how long the universe has been in existence tell us that change is difficult. Change takes time and change is traumatic. There is overthrow, there is revolution, there is evolution which involves pain, suffering before change is manifest and before the cycle begins again. A never-ending cycle of evolution. But change involves difficulty. The butterfly, the caterpillar breaking out of the chrysalis to become the butterfly. The snake shedding its skin. The young player becoming the fledged 
professional athlete. A few things to ponder from Maps of Meaning. We continue with a few more before we finish. And I hope that a few minutes long podcast episode can kind of do a little bit of justice to the desire to share with you some learnings from the great book. It's not meant to replace reading it. But here we go. Essay quam videri. It means something along the lines of it's better to be than to seem. Don't be a plastic figure that's hollow, that looks great, has a great facade, is shiny, but is absolutely useless. Behind it all, there is no substance, no foundation, and it does not do what it says on the tin. Essay quam videri. Better to be than to seem. How great is that? Understand that impossible and possible as a concept or the extremes of a concept is contextual. Contextual in terms of it depends who thinks something is possible or impossible. It depends on the circumstances. Because when you're a, just to give a real brutal, simple, embarrassingly simple example, if you're a child and you've never written before, to write a book is impossible within the next week, probably. But if you are an adult and you can already write, it's possible to do so. It's contextual. But that can be transformed into every walk of life so beware of that and beware of black and white thinking that things are either possible or impossible it depends in sterilinus in veniture in sterilinus in veniture what on earth does that mean am i trying to be clever no i just love that latin phrase It means that your gold, your bride, your most treasured outcome will be found in the deepest, darkest place. Where there's muck, there's brass. The Knights of the Round Table entering the deepest, darkest parts of the forest to find what it is they're looking for. Don't kid yourself. You've got to get your hands dirty. You've got to stand, take a deep breath, be courageous and dive in. And if you're not scared, you're not where you need to be. In sterilinus, in veniture. And in that process, Peterson reminds us in the book that that which is most loved must be sacrificed. What does he mean? Does he mean sacrifice your children? No, not really. Just theoretically. If you are, it means get out of your comfort zone. If you're comfortable, got a nice life, happy, bit of a job, 
bit of an income, everything's going okay, but you've got a bit of dissatisfaction going on because it's like you're not really out there doing it and you want more to achieve more and you think you can do more. You're going to have to sacrifice what really floats your boat because you can't hold on to what you've got and get what you want. You can choose. You can have one or the other, my son. You can have both. Along the same lines as that, that most feared must be faced. That most feared must be faced. What are you most frightened of? Can you go and face it? Before, do it voluntarily before you have to do it involuntarily. That's the key. And see what happens to your life. You think somebody who's been in the SAS and been dropped off in jungles and brutal landscapes around the world and survived and not had all, all the home comforts and has been shot at and or somebody who's gone bankrupt, lived on the streets do you think they're not really frightened about a gas bill that comes through that's a little bit challenging that would send somebody else into a spiral of anxiety? You get my drift. That most loved must be sacrificed and that most feared must be faced. And how do you know you're on that right path? Because probably those two things, questions come into your mind and you're actually living with your soul. You are trying to answer the questions that stand and are starkly right in front of you. As Peterson says, it's living with your soul. You are present, you are paying attention, you are hearing the words or the messages. It's so profound. It is so profound. You are not ignoring it. The TV is not too loud. And Netflix isn't drowning it all out. And you are not just listening to the crowd and following them. And all this can be agonizing. It probably is. It's suffering. But it's also freedom. Freedom, freedom, freedom. That other people will not ever feel or achieve. It's that still small voice calling you that you hear that frightens you to death that you don't ignore. It's the answer to that question of what can I become? Imagine answering that in its brutal reality. What can I become? And along the same lines, probably linked to it, how may I serve because it's in serving other people and humanity that we really find ourselves the great coach listen to Willie Donachy yesterday helping young players the great leader in business providing products and services for the world and jobs for people the housewife providing that absolutely fundamental, necessary stanchion and support for young people, a family, a working partner, 
or a house husband. And it's hard to know where to end with this work, but I'm going to leave you with that. About 30 minutes of summary that have popped up out of Maps of Meaning by Jordison Peterson. It's the best effort. The best I can do right now. But I hope somewhere along the line, something along there has grabbed you. Maybe you'll even endeavour to read or look at the book. Leader, manager, coach. Thanks for listening. Catch you later. Bye.